How's it going, everybody? My name is Mike Montgomery from Modern Builds. I'm happy to be on the show. And the type of neighbor I would be, uh, well, the type of neighbor I am, actually, I have one, is the type of neighbor that's just trying to hire my neighbor for everything. I got a neighbor with a tractor, and I just keep trying to get him to do excavation work or to grade my backyard. I've tried four times. He keeps <laughs> refusing, but I guess that's the type of neighbor I am. <laughs> Oh, you like it? Thank you. I like. Cheers. Oh, thank you. Hey, hey, Lahaim, bro, right here. Mm. Oh, oh, shit. Maybe oh, I should have gotten a whiskey. Yeah, what are, you, what are you sipping on? Oh, I just got LaCroix right now. It's orange, though. Best flavor. <sighs> oh, I, that, that's a party flavor. That's a party, party flavor. Party flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You As know, opposed you, to... Oh, that bitch-ass lime? Yeah, yeah. The lime? <laughs> yeah, get, get out of here. Yeah, the lime is actually the worst. It's not a party flavor at all. Yeah. It's not even a kickback flavor. No, the lime is the leftover. What's the 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 the, the crappiest popsicles that are left? What is it? The uh, the the orange oh yeah, yeah. was it the orange lime green was... ones? Lime yeah. green ones and like purple. Oh, lime green can go to hell, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Name one thing that you're like, oh, get the green one. Nobody takes the green one. Not at all. But it's... the sparkling water game has really evolved over the past year. I'm not even a Lacroix man anymore. I no. drink bubbly mostly. That's the. Oh, that's is that you? That's fan, That's bougie. So that's uh. It, it, did did that spark you when uh, Michael Bublé started endorsing it, or were that were you uh, preschool before that? I just assumed it was Bublé from the beginning. Ah, oh, like like you're doing it. You're like I'm just doing this to support the guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm definitely not doing it to support Michael Bublé, but it definitely made me change my opinion of him. I was like, okay, hey, well, right, this guy, right. this guy's yeah. about the bubbles and the flavor. Uh -huh. He knows. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he I, obviously I has good taste. Yeah, he's he keeps redoing everybody else's music. So you're not really trying hard, so at least he's doing the work. He's doing the Lord's work with Bubbly. So that's 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 all. Some important big time. Um, where are you at? Is the show already? Are we already recording yeah, on yeah. this? Show? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you having me on, big time. Oh, it's exciting. Dude, the, hey man, this is you know the whole the whole layout here is man. We're just a bunch of neighbors. That's all we're doing, man. We're just kicking the shits, and that's what we're doing. You know. Yeah. Um, where are you at right now? Are you traveling? Are you in OKC? Yeah, I'm back home in Oklahoma City, where I'm born yeah. and raised. Uh, I'm staying here for about another week. I'm updating a clothing store that I built out and invested in about a year and a half ago uh, yeah. with a buddy of mine. It's kind of one of those expensive streetwear stores where like, you walk in and a t-shirt yeah. is $85, and you're like, yeah. well, it seems to be the same as every other t-shirt. Um, but it's kind of interesting, because whenever we built the store originally, we built it on a budget. Um, we didn't have a lot of cash to build out the store with to begin with. And so we sort of did this like raw steel and OSB theme, not quite industrial, but sort of industrial materials. And now that they've been open for almost two years now, they've survived the pandemic, which a lot of retail businesses didn't. Um, we're kind of like updating for a little bit more like light and bright. So I'm replacing all the OSB with a lot of white oak. I think I haven't picked it up yet, but as long as my supplier has white oak, I'm going to replace it with that. And then just kind of lighten everything up, get rid of a lot of the raw steel and just paint things white. Gotcha. So it should be pretty fun doing that, yeah. building out some modular clothing racks, kind of duplicating the things that worked and yeah. getting rid of the things that just need an update. Hey, I, and before we do all the crazy intros, because I mean, who, who in the world does not know who you are? But uh, uh, t before we lose the subject, tell me more about investing as somebody who started their career on YouTube and blew up uh and now you and ben are like the only people in our space that are like 
just entrepreneuring it to the next level. You guys are investing in businesses. And I didn't have enough time to ask Ben about this. And, I, and I'm so, I know his time is small, but like, how does it work with your partnership here? Is it kind of like you brought some capital, he brought some capital, you said, let's do this thing, I'll help you any way I can. And then, and then over time, what happens? He sells, you get a cut, or do you get a kickback every month? How does that look? So this was my first time investing this clothing store. It's called 1032 Spaces. It's downtown in Oklahoma City. If anybody ever wants to check it out, very cool. Um, a friend of mine that I went to music school with before starting YouTube, he sort of became one of my best friends. Uh, we both dropped out of the thing that we were going to school for kind of simultaneously. Um, he was pursuing something else at the time, and I wanted to drop out to pursue, to pursue YouTube. And over that time period, uh, he came to me after the YouTube stuff had gotten successful. He's like, hey, man, I have all the money that I need secured for the store, but I need like 10 more down, uh, 10 more grand down. So I was like, mm -hmm. OK, cool. I'll float that to you. I just kind of loan sharked him. It was before me and Ben became as entrepreneurial and like Shark Tank as we are now. Um, and so I just kind of loan sharked him. I gave him 10 and I think I got back like 14 and a half. It was cool. It was a good way for my money to sort of do something instead of sitting in my bank account and getting like 0.5%. Um, yeah. but actually I got an opportunity, uh, we're going to be reinvesting and expanding that clothing store into shoes as well now. Um, so the, what do you call it? Like the commercial unit that they're leasing the, the unit next to them just emptied out. And so uh -huh. we're going to keep. We're going to keep the same real estate that they're dedicating to, you know, shirts and jackets and all of this to what it is now. But we're just going to add like limited edition and like collectible shoe launches. So like when Travis Scott and Nike collaborates to do a shoe launch, no one in Oklahoma City even carries it. Um, not even Foot Locker because they're not on their like specialty distributor list. Right. Um, but by dealing with all of these kind of like high end boutique streetwear brands, when someone like North Face collaborates with a brand uh, similar to someone like Brain Dead, um, even though that doesn't go out to all of their stores and all of their retail locations, it just goes to their specialty retailers. Um, and so I think we're going to expand out into shoes and just keep bringing like cool fashion into Oklahoma City because it's like a really square, pretty conservative town. And like I'm a conservative dude, but I still like cool stuff, you yeah. know? So. It's just cool yeah. to be able to bring in a little bit more culture and stuff into the city. And yeah. I'm like a 1% role in that, but it's still cool to be included. And how does it work? So so, the, so you give them a loan with whatever percentage, and then there's like a timeline between now and like five years, you get your money back. Is that how these investments usually look out? Yeah, exactly. And I think it depends on the term of the loan and like how aggressive the percentage is. Uh, mine sure. was exactly what you said. It's a five-year term. And oh, nice. Well, I looked over your contract. It looks solid. You know, I, I said it to my guy. He glanced over as well. Got your second opinion. That's why I signed <laughs> off on it. In reality, I signed off on it without knowing even all of the details just because it was like, I'm just floating my homie some money and yeah. he just feels the responsibility to turn it into a deal. But I'm getting 45% return on the money. That's I'm dope. giving That's him incredible. credit, getting 45 back. Um, oh, so it's hard to beat, you know? So are you, do you, you got the bug now? Are you just like, where can I put my money now? Like, what, what, what can you do? Yeah, I know. It's weird that we're talking today because I actually just signed a deal with my parents. Uh, we bought an investment property out here back in Oklahoma City. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're in this world. Sponsor money is surprisingly good. It's like yeah. the YouTube business is surprisingly lucrative. And it's really easy to spend money um, like on projects here and there. But what happens is like you get chunks of money that accumulate 
And instead of just giving that to the half of it to the government, it might as well put it into something so that you can write yeah. it off before you pay taxes. And so that's basically what I'm trying to do. And that's what we did before the end of the year. I was able to get, uh, I think I put 25 down and then my parents are, it was actually a really, really cool arrangement. So I don't have great credit. Um, okay. It was just something that, you know, I just went to public school and they're like, hey, yeah. credit is a thing, but no one really walks you through it. My parents, yeah. I remember them mentioning a thing or two as I was growing up, like, hey, you should get a card or you should get a loan or do something. Yeah. But, you know, like any kid, you don't listen. And then no. uh, this year I turned 25 and I went to buy my first house. And I've, I've banked with the same bank. It's called Bank of Oklahoma my entire life. Uh, uh -huh. Like since I was like 15, I set up an account with them. And I went to them and I was like, hey, guys, I'm so excited because this is the house I want to buy. And they're like, great. You could be approved for a loan in probably like a year, year and a half. And then I, I kind of, you know, ask them why. And what they basically describe is like, you just don't have any credit. And this was mm. something that I was just not aware of. I was lucky enough not to really be in too much debt outside of college loans, which yeah. I was able to pay off pretty quick because of YouTube. Um, so that didn't really contribute to my score either. And so this past two years has been this like little cycle of, doing the responsible things I should have done when I was young uh, so that I sort of like got credit to where I was able to mm. do this. Um, but it's kind of funny. It's like no one really ever teaches you that. And so with this yeah. house that I was able to uh, invest with, all my, with my parents, like I put all the money down and yeah. then I partnered and co-signed on them with the loan. So right. I handled the upfront money, but I'm also yeah. getting a little bit of kickback in terms of like all of that's going to be reporting to my credit. And then sure. we'll be on, we'll be to the races eventually when it's time to buy like a real house with a lot of, you know, it's, it, it's a double-edged sword because it, it, you, you were kind of kicking yourself going, man, I wish I got a credit card or two when I was younger, built out my credit. See, I was the opposite side of the spectrum where like you, nobody ever gave me like good education about money management. In fact, savings, right? Like nobody ever really talked to me. I do it before I got married. I couldn't keep my account from overdrafting. I just couldn't. This is before YouTube. I was still in college. I was still bartending and, and waiting. And, uh, and the problem is, dude, this is, this is, I mean, if we're going to talk about relationship problems, like I brought, I brought probably like $9,000 worth of credit cards into my marriage that were like between like eight cards, between eight cards, it was like nine or 10 grand. And it's because I fell into that lie, like at a young age going like, oh, you need to build credit. One day you're going to buy a house. One day you're going to, you know, buy a car and who's going to loan you this money. And so I kept buying all this stuff, stupid back in the day, you know, the true religion jeans and all this dumb stuff. And uh, now I'm going to marriage with debt and I'm like, dang, dude, like I should have done it the other way. And so it's funny how we've seen two different sides of the story where like you you didn't ball out and do anything crazy and dumb, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you're like, I didn't have that credit. And with me, I tried to ball out and do crazy and dumb stuff. And cool, I got the house, but I also came with a shit ton of credit cards. You know what I mean? Dude, like, it makes sense. But how did you grow up? So like my parents, um, my parents were like super broke when they had me and my me yeah. and my brother. Uh, just because yeah. they were young, like my dad was in the Marines, my mom was twenty one or twenty two, something like that, right? Uh -huh. And so I grew yeah, up yeah. like not having anything, and so I've got yeah. like this deep frugal bone in my body. You know, like every time I spend money, I straight up hear my mom's voice being like, "You don't need that." Yeah, And so uh, once I started making money or even once I didn't have it, but once I became adult, an adult, like I always had that, like, don't spend it. Like once you have it, don't spend it. But I wish you're I the opposite, that. but you're the opposite. I'm asking. Dude, I have so many. Okay. So I, I grew up as an immigrant, obviously. Right. So when we, when we moved to the States in 1996, same year, Tupac Shakur died. Shout out to Tupac. Right. Uh, it, we came with, I think my parents had like a thousand bucks cash. And then um, I think maybe like six bags that we came here with. Right. 
And uh, my dad worked in construction in a chop shop for the first four years. So he doubled back uh, these paychecks and then they got their first house. They put like 50% down because he saved every penny because we lived off of like potatoes. And then every car he ever owned was always, uh, you know, a rebuild salvage title that he fixed a car up. And uh, I remember the only credit card my dad ever owned was to buy a hot tub. And somebody said, you need to build credit. So he bought a hot tub from Costco and then he paid off that credit card in like two weeks. Right. Just to say, like, he already had the money, but they're like, oh, I get it. But the problem is, is and I don't know, like, because I saw them spending that money responsibly. I saw my dad being a penny pincher. But none of it transferred over to me. Like I, like I don't think, and I don't want to put any weight on them because I have enough things to put weight on them. But I don't want to put that like the financial burden on them. And be like, wow, you never, you never taught me about it. But I legitimately like you hang out with your friends, and I grew up in Seattle amongst you know not the best kind of people. But you know, you see somebody walking around with nice clothing from you know what, back then it was what like uh, Urban Out, not Urban Outfitters. What it was, was like Buckle, uh, right? Yeah, it was Buckle. Buckle was big. Uh, American uh, American Eagle was just dying off at that time. It was just that weird time. You know, you wore some white Aldo shoes because I hear an immigrant. I don't know. And so, like, you're buying this dumb things and you're not saving anything. And so you don't realize. That I've never had that voice in my head like, you shouldn't have this. And the most interesting thing is it wasn't until I got married. And when I got married, it's funny. I graduated college. So I got my degree, you know, went to work for the hospital industry. And my wife and I got married. And her and I, and we got pregnant with Jack, my oldest, but like we were living off of 1200 bucks between the three of us working hospital money, you know? And so you're like, well, we're still broke. And you know, we'll put a thing or two on a, on a credit card just to get by. But then that whole mindset of you don't need this didn't come in till the money started rolling in later. You know what I mean? Once I got into YouTube, the YouTube and the sponsorship money started coming in. And then at that point, once paying off the student loan and all the credit cards, then I'm like, I don't really need that. And so like the only thing I'll spend money now is more like, like today we went skiing. I was like, cool, let's, let's go skiing. Let's go to a restaurant, you know, and like, not like go, let's go buy a fancy car. Like all my cars are used, you know, no, it's, it's like, like so that's like, what happens yeah. when you're busy though. Right. It's like, yeah. okay, I have time for one or two hobbies. So I'm yep. going to get big into those and buy uh -huh. all the gear for, you know, like, I know you like bow hunting. I like playing yeah. music and stuff like that. So yeah. everybody's got their gear thing that they go on. But aside from that, it's uh -huh. like, well, I don't have time to be wasting money on yeah. stuff. And it's like, I think that's a really cool lesson for young people is like, yeah. if you stay busy, you will waste so much less money. A hundred percent. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that because the mindset I always had is there's, there's, there's a, like a nursery rhyme or rhyming thing. It was, it was like busy hands, keep the, the devil away or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like idle hands are I, the yep. devil's like yep. handy yeah. playground, yeah, handy handjob. Work, something like that. The devil's handjob hand or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. <laughs> and it's but then like now it's so much it's so true that like if you're busy you can't spend money like and that's a frustrating is like as people like you and I who work for ourselves and manage our own schedule you're like I can go I can go get a jet ski if I wanted to but like but when am I gonna go ride that dumb jet ski you know and then it's gonna be so expensive to ride the jet ski because every day I'm riding the jet ski I'm like well I could have been building something or I could have been making a video yeah. and like made money instead of spent it um but that's you know, it's, I think it's easy for anybody that's in a creative endeavor, though. Like, if you're doing something you enjoy, it's really easy to fall into that trap. So I also don't want to, like, act ungrateful for it either. Like, it's really fucking lucky that, like, oh, yeah. oh I'm making my hobby into, a, into my career or whatever. So it's like, that's a really yeah. lucky situation to be in. Most people aren't quite that lucky. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I think we all share the same, what do they call it, imposter syndrome, where we're all like, why am I making this money? Like, am I, I'm not good at what I do. I'm not creative like Ben or Mike or, you know, or uh, Jess. Like, like, what am I doing? And then you're amongst the same people at the same table, and you go, what? It's that, you know? it's that crazy ratio, though, of people who are creating and people who are consuming in any, in any, in any world, right? So... Even if it's TV and media, the number of people that are interested in watching woodworking videos, well, we know is about at least three million people. You know, that's yeah. like the audience of uh, uh, like Jimmy Duresta and Bob Claggett. They're sort of like they're leading the charge currently. And so we know that there's three million people that are down to sit around and watch people build stuff. But there's probably like, well, 300 like willing to make videos about it, right? So there's this insane discrepancy between the people mm. consuming and creating. And so maybe that's why the imposter syndrome thing is so heavy is it's like you don't even have to be special to sort of like have an audience these days as long as you're like in a niche that's big enough, right? Like, yeah. um, like I think you've got a good personality. I think I have a good personality, but I don't think either of us would like walk into LA and then have agents just stopping us, you know, being like, Hey, you yeah. got it. You know, we're not like that person. Yeah. We're like, Hey kid. Hey, yeah. Kid. Exactly. You got Let me talk to you for a sec. Yeah. Like yeah. that's not happening. To you got chops, kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, people are happy to see there's like, people are happy to see that you're in shape when you take production meetings for TV stuff and all that. But yeah. it's like, neither of us are like, you know, breaking down the casting doors. And so that's the crazy part. You don't even have to be that special when the ratio is that far off now over over time like as creating becomes more easy or at least more accessible maybe that switches a little bit but there's still like just like a real healthy mix of like being competent and willing to share everything and then actually having good ideas like i love your ideas like when you like last year you renovated that entire bathroom and like my favorite thing in there was the vanity. I love the way you made those doors, the way you had that little yeah. spacing between all the slats in them. I just thought it was like the perfect touch of like taking DIY into the intermediate category, um, mm. but still like super approachable. You know what I mean? Nothing you did yep. was was too complicated. Um, but it's like even that took enough foresight to be like, well, I want to make something cool, but I don't want to make it with tools people can't use or whatever yeah. it is, you know, and there's a lot of people that don't care about it. I think there's a lot of people that miss the mark. Maybe they don't think about it when they should be uh, in terms of like, who are the people watching and how do they relate to it? But either way, man, when the ratio yeah. of creating and consuming is that high, we're in, we're in, the, we're in the golden yeah. days. You know, one thing I'm kind of seeing in terms of these ratios of the people, like I started in this industry kind of like we all did. We're, we're like, let me just show you how I did this, right? And then after a while, I realized how saturated with the industry is with monsters, people like you and Ben and all these other people and then that, that are crushing the DIY space, right? And then I started realizing there is, through just no expertise of my own, but just pure dumb luck of this audience of people who like, kind of like me who have their own set of daddy issues or like, you know, had a dad, but maybe the dad never taught him how to build and wasn't emotionally attached or anything, didn't tell you he loved you. And so... Like, so the branding of Kurtz and Sweat just kind of came after I ran like my first like half marathon. And so I started kind of implementing in part of my branding. And so the idea behind every build was like, listen, if, if a dummy like myself can tear down this wall and put something else on it, so can you. And so I'm slowly seeing this audience being cultivated by like the people of just going like, somebody believed that I could do it and, and I'm doing it. And you're like, oh, you don't really care about 
like the idea of like fine woodworking or what a pocket hole jig is. You just want somebody to be like, I bet you, you can figure it out. Right. I mean, some people, such- the, some people want the process. Some people yeah. really only enjoy the process and it shows because they'll make something that's technically really, really great, but ugly. Um, and like, I don't just mean subjectively ugly. I just mean like kind of like things that are proportioned badly and like way, yeah. like, you know, way distorted. Um, that happens. And so I am definitely uh, like, I just want to see it done. Like the cool mm-hmm. part is like seeing the idea in my head and then seeing it in real life. Like those are the two moments that are the coolest, I think. And probably similar with you too. And so, yeah, there's going to be enough people that connect with whatever you do that's unique for sure. Trying to think more on like you were saying something that was really hitting home just a minute ago, but I lost it. But I guess yeah, I'll yeah, no worries. Hey, let, let me ask you this: Do you ever? And uh, I'm willing to put money. You have this, but do you? Are you? One, there's two types of people I realized in the maker world or, or the DIY world where like there's the person who's like, uh, here is the the level of confidence that I have, and I'll show you how to do this. And then there's the other spectrum of the of the people where you're like. Ah, I bet I could figure it out, right? Oh, like, no oh, project's yeah, yeah. too big. Like, you believe in yourself more than you almost should, right? right? You know, do you yeah, have that? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's me all day. And the fact that you said that, it, it reminds me of what I was trying to bring up in, in the last statement. It's a question to you, though. When was the moment when you realized they were like, oh, when I mess up and show it, people appreciate it. They actually yes. really like that more than whenever I, like, just gloss over it or pretend like nothing went wrong. Like, people appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I, I had, I had, um, it was this transition piece from, um, okay, and here's the hard part, like, again, going back to, like, there's people who kind of establish dominance in a particular genre of videos, where it's the DIY, like I said, you, Ben, like, all these people, Brad, right, um, and, 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 and now, new people like myself, we, we are lost in, unless we create something out of this world, which we don't have these kind of ideas, um, we're lost at the very bottom of the list, right? Of, of the, the, the videos that are popping off. And then like Maleki and I were talking about it, like there's no way that we can come into that, that space because you guys are already killing it in that space. So we have to find a different approach. And I remember at that specific moment, I was like, okay, so do I go from voiceover videos and have more personality on camera? And, and I, I started, started experimenting, experimenting oh, with it. I see. And yeah. then I ha- yeah, and I had too many jerk trolls that would be like, hey, bro, less talking, more doing, right? Stop moving your hands so much. And I kind of started ignoring that a little bit and kind of staying in my lane and be like, no, no, no. I think there's something here. And then it clicked. I started this pattern of showing my frustration and mess ups and then showing the camera and then seeing the feedback of the audience going, Hey, I really like that you're not sprucing it up. You're actually showcasing like the potential things that go wrong. Um, and then from that, I think it started evolving something different out of it. And I think that's where it came from. Right. And it's it's funny because I feel like a lot of those negative comments would have been something like, hey, enough with the Peter McKinnon. Sh-. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and I got those too, right? <laughs> of course. But it's like. Well, the first few times you're going to do that, of course, it's going to be like a little cheesy and you're going to know exactly like the inspiration I was pulling from in terms of like exactly. one to bring you in. But yeah. it's like, but now it's your style. Like whenever I watch your videos, I know you're not really going to voice over everything. Like you're going to be like the camera is going to go from the tripod to talking yeah. to your face to running into the room to back yeah. out. Like, yeah. um, like I know what your video is going to entail now. And it's just your style. Like no one's looking at that and being like, well, his first inspiration was this. And then you can clearly tell that it bled yeah. into this. But everyone does it. I remember whenever I started, 
Um, I had the benefit probably of starting like two and a half years before you, right? Something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I th- I think when I started, you were, you know, okay. So when I started in the game, you were at a shop, yeah, like a white shop. Ah, uh, okay, and, yeah. And and and, and you, you whatever whatever. By the way, we should get into that a little bit later of your body transformation. But you were a little bit on the, uh, you know what I mean, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. A, a lot of love and and hey, hey, don't hey, don't get me wrong. Though. I got some images of me, right? But like, you know, so I mean, like, so you were in that in that time, and I still remember you were you were experimenting with Instagram live videos. So I don't know how far along that was. So was that what five six years ago? No, it wasn't like five, six years ago, but probably three. I bet I started three years before you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 But on that same, in that same way, uh, Bob Claggett, Jimmy Duresta, and Ben Ueda, I would say those three were the people that were kind of doing it whenever I started. They started about two years before me. So Uh I wasn't in the same, I wasn't in the same boat as you, but I remember looking at people doing what I wanted to do and dissecting what was good about what they were doing and also what I thought was bad about what they were doing. And I just boiled down to like, if I was a YouTube channel where I was 50% I like to make stuff and 50% homemade modern, I think I would be right where I want to be uh, and where a, a big potential audience would be. Because I remember Bob was the first person like in in the maker place to to be on camera even, like to just, set up a tripod and be like, hey, I'm Bob. Uh, I like to make stuff. And today we're going to make a sword, whatever he's going to make that day. You know, it's going to be the most random thing. Um, He was the first person to just think like, oh, I should set up the tripod and just show the thing before I make it. Everybody else, you started the video and it just started building. Um, I remember seeing that and I was like, okay, that was great. But I also, on the other hand, Ben, his, his, thing was he just had like a photo like the same photo you would put on instagram was like the first five seconds of his video Uh and so just looking at the intro i was like okay i love how bob's on camera that's really smart i want it to be a little bit shorter though because i like how quick ben gets to his project but also there's no reason it should be a picture it should be a video um and so you know from there i really liked the way bob would inject talking to the camera and making sure people understood what was happening in the in-between moments but then I just appreciated the fact that Ben literally just like set the camera on the tripod and mm-hmm. had it like he had it in time lapse mode in the camera. He wasn't yeah. up in post, you know. And so I loved how simple his was. I was like, OK, I'm just going to marry these two worlds and put in whatever I put into it. And that's that's what I what I hope to accomplish. And I have to imagine you were in a similar boat. But the weird part, too, is like being the middle child, because I remember when you made videos that were popping off and really got my attention. I remember when Ben Paik, Wobie Design, started popping off and make, making videos that like really grabbed my attention. And every time someone else new, every time someone new comes to the scene, there's like always something to gain. From Ben, I remember his montages. Like he was somebody that really incorporated music and did montages. Like he did them well, but he also did them generously. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, in a video, I might have literally, like, eight seconds where I'm not talking and there's just, like, a cool shot. Whereas Ben would, Ben Paik would have, like, a two-minute or a minute-long little segment where it's just a montage. Yeah. And in my head, I always thought that was something people would tune out on. I always thought people would tune out. As soon as I quit giving instructions for more than, like, 15 seconds, I assumed people would drop. And so I never tried it. But after... What really happens is like someone new comes to the scene 
bring something to the table and it's like, well, keep up or get left behind is what my mentality is. Mm. And I'm somebody that's like, I want to be on YouTube in 10 years. I don't want to be like anywhere else. You know, as long as YouTube is here, I want to be on YouTube in 10 years. Yeah. Even if Instagram is still Instagram and Facebook is Facebook. I don't care what one is making, how much money. Like mm -hmm. I started because I wanted to be a YouTuber. It wasn't because yeah. I wanted to do anything else. Um, and so that's the idea is like when, when someone like Ben comes along, great. When someone like you comes along and are like, okay, uh, Mike, we both came to the same conclusion of like these renovation videos do really well. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, as long as me and Alex are doing them, I better fucking do them. Otherwise, he's going to do them all. Or the idea of like the way you push yourself to talk to camera a ton. Um, it's something that I work mm -hmm. to get better at. And it's something that is fun to do, but it's also just challenging. But when you're here doing it, it's like, okay, great. If I'm not doing it, Alex is doing it. If I'm not doing it, Ben is doing it. You know, I, I basically mm -hmm. tell myself that. And so right now, you're like transitioning into like the middle child generation where it's like mm -hmm. there's people coming up on you now. So I'm really curious what that's going to be, like what people are going to be bringing to the table where yeah. I don't know if it's something that you're thinking about doing, but maybe you haven't taken the leap or just something that both of us are yeah. completely overlooking. Yeah. Um, but, the, but the genre moves fast, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, so two things. And before I get into the, to responding to that question or that, that statement, um, one of the things I loved, I absolutely loved at, uh, once Ben kind of opened up this whole maker ranch idea and he invited like myself and all these, and I don't even like, I have the biggest imposter syndrome when we came to that maker ranch where I'm like, I'm the smallest guy here. Uh, in fact, I think, I think Ben and I, Ben, Ben Peck, him and I were just talking about it kind of like, what are we doing here? But it was the coolest thing where like, I think when I came there, you've already passed a million subscribers on, on YouTube. And I'm like, here I am with these absolute killers on YouTube. And they're allowing me to have a seat at the table and either have me play out my ideas or, or, or have me share my frustrations. And you, you guys would all, including Ben, like would walk us through like the process. And what I love the most is like, one of the things that came very evident was, yeah, you would share some things like what works, how important thumbnails are and lighting and blah, blah, blah. But, but then like the fact that like, there's really no secret that we all have that we're not sharing with somebody, you know what I mean? And I think that's a thing that a lot of people who get on a YouTube and, and you could testament how many e emails you'll get about people going, Hey, I'm thinking about getting a YouTube. What are the mistakes some of you you've learned? And I've kind of started creating this ongoing spreadsheet list of just like a copy and paste thing. Be like, hey, man, here's 20 things that I've learned. That way I don't have to write a brand new paragraph every time. But like with you guys, it's like, no, it's just show up to work every day, try things, be ridiculous about it, and then figure out what works, what doesn't. But I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't, they don't, they'll do five videos, they fail, and then they're, they give up, you know? Dude, um, and I that's think the thing too is whenever we were starting, there wasn't even a genre. We were like creating the genre, not to sound like yeah. uh, early to the game or anything. Cause there, like I said, there was people before me, but when we were jumping on, it was like when you Googled modern coffee table, there was one page of results, you know? Like mm -hmm. on YouTube, it would be like the first three results would be something worth watching. And everything else was just like, well, you, you know when you see a thumbnail and you're like, okay, there's some guy Dave in his garage. And he's yeah. not like, he's not here to teach. He's like yeah. showing off his like, I don't know, new truck lift. He gets sidetracked and be like, yo, what's up? I just got this new thing. Um, <laughs> we just learned Dave's racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyways, um, and so, yeah, it was like the, the genre wasn't there, which kind of made it easy, though, because if it's like all you had to do 
all I had to do really was like make a coffee table that was not ugly. Because as long as it wasn't ugly, it sort of like passed the test. But nowadays, like I can't make a coffee table without a gimmick. It's got to have like it's got to have built in chargers or it needs to be made of a cool material, you know, like Mm -hmm. um, but there's like I'm sure there are opportunities. This could be something that I'm just telling myself. But yeah. in my head, like the opportunity for like just going out into the garage and working for like two days on a plywood, like a plywood bookcase, those days are limited if they're not over already. Yeah, I uh, so going back to the, the that statement that we left off about you know constantly moving, seeing one person move in one direction and seeing what the other person is doing, and kind of saying keep moving or stay behind, right? Um, one, one point that Malek and I have been kind of throwing back and forth is more of along the lines like, okay, so if we can't make it there into the DIY space, because there's people way better than us already in it, what can we do already? Right? Like, so we're, we're obnoxious. So like we could, we could put a little bit more of the personality and I started experimenting with that. And I, and I tried to give a little bit, like a few more extra segments of me talking to the camera. And then, uh, and then I, uh, I think as of what uh, four videos ago, I hired a full-time videographer with me, which is funny because the quality only goes up, right? So if you now have somebody who edited for you, but now they're also running the camera, theoretically, the product in terms of presentation only goes up because you have showmanship and uh, camera work and all this stuff. But yeah, you'll still get these trolls going. I loved it the old way. I love the tripod. Oh, moving too much makes me dizzy. And you go. Like you'll make everybody unhappy, whether the music is bad or whatever. But um, but I, I guess the I remember so all these pieces to the story. I remember when I first met Benueta at uh, Haven what was it like four years ago, and I remember him throwing around this idea of how potentially we might have a space on like Netflix for longer form content, right? Yeah, and I remember yeah. when he said that I, I I I followed Schultz probably the same time he followed Schultz, but I didn't know Ben at that time. But I remember Schultz talking about how Netflix is kind of dying off and blah 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 because all these other free streamings, whatever. Obviously, everything changed based off of he's the only guy that just sold a special <laughs> during an epidemic. But yeah, I, I kind of kept thinking about that. I go, what if we can all in our makerspace create? Because maybe 10 years ago, the person with the best ideas win. But what if now the person that gets enough of camera um, rapport with the audience is the person they want to come back and watch again? Like, yeah. so, like we all, I mean, I, I can only imagine your inbox, but like the amount of producers that are trying to DM us saying, hey, you ever thought of doing a show? And you kind of go, well, technically I'm making my own show. And if I'm making my own show, then what if we just keep pushing it? I talk a little bit more. Now somebody else holds it. Then we'll talk about, you know what I mean? Like basically end of the day is why not scale it to the degree where people tune in to watch modern builds or watch Mr. Build it or watch just because we are that person and nobody else could be that person. Uh, that's where my idea came from. It's an interesting challenge to figure out though, because this is something that I've been thinking on also a little bit. It's kind of like that time of the year, you know, everyone's mm -hmm. sort of like reflecting, thinking about what, the, what they're going to be doing next year and it's weird so youtube is the same thing content has always been uh radio was radio until tv came out tv was tv until cable came out and cable was cable until youtube came out um the only difference is i think i wasn't alive during this time but during all of these other transitions the machine was the one doing it still it was mm. still like 
it it was like Fox making FX and then making FXX. So the machine during this TV to cable transition still had control or it was still directing everything. And so they didn't have to start from zero and figure everything out. The weird part about YouTube and the Internet is they were just like, here's a thing. Figure out how you would even use it to begin with and then run with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even even podcasts had the benefit of, I guess, like radio and then satellite radio you know like we had everybody had howard stern i guess to kind of draw from um so i I what it had me sort of thinking is like okay if we had the machine if the machine was behind us what would they all be telling us to do and well i think what the machine said when it comes to tv and cable was you need to be every day in front of these people whether it's mm. like Ellen or Rachel Ray, it's not about giving an hour of the most compelling content. It's about giving an hour of good content that is reliable. Mm-hmm. But it sucks because you never want to compromise on ideas, you know? Like you never yeah. want to compromise and be like, okay, great. So what you're telling me is go build a bunch of medium good projects and you'll have security. I don't know what the answer is. But it's always more compelling to say, like, I would rather risk it on, like, four big ideas this year than just, like, you know, phone it in every day. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. I would like to hear your responses, too, because this is, this is actively kind of thinking out loud at this point. But it's just, like, mm-hmm. what would the machine, like, what would all these TV producers just be yelling in your ear? Hmm. Well, I think that the TV producers... It, it, and keep in mind, I'm only saying this not from m- any of my expertise because the people that I study are people like Ben, but I also study yeah. the people like, I consume a lot of these comedians as podcasts, right? So these comedians, yeah, cause they're another perfect, like, uh, I, I guess, uh, science project to kind of experiment from because in, in, a, in a way, they work on this 30 minute or one hour comedy special and it takes them a year to get that. And they work it out in all these comedy rooms, right? And so finally, they put it out. And they put it out, and whether they produce it by themselves, like Schultz, or they they have Amazon or Netflix pick it up. And then, so now they've cultivated an audience. And I realized, okay, so the audience loves them not only for their joke, but because they've also realized that they connected with that person, right? So there's some kind of emotional attachment, right? Um, They know how they act. They know their little inside jokes, whatever, right? I had Andrew Santino. I don't know if you follow him, but he was in town. And and he had this whole joke going back with Chris D'Elia, right? Call him Chip Chip DiStefano or Chip D'Elia, you know? And I I came up to him after the show. I was like, hey, man, F him. You know what I mean? Like, And he kind of got it because I had the inside joke. So... I became a fanboy of him because I was consuming his content. Um, and then I saw they all make this transition. And obviously after Rogan paved the way to have a podcast, then you're, you're consuming even more content, meaning more eyes on it. And so in my theory, I think what I would kind of reverse engineer it is like, I guess the machine is exactly what you're saying it to be. Is the machine is how do you stay in front of people's faces? But maybe the answer is in different formats. Like you can have a shorter format where like, you, uh, I guess the prime example is you create a YouTube video, right? That's like the long format. A little bit shorter format is now it's condensed into uh, a smaller uh, three-minute thing posted on Facebook and, you know, you're doing it. And then you have a small section that's on Patreon. Those are your super fans. And um, I'm, yeah, I, I just I, I just think we just have to all just keep moving. Like, I, I think it's almost becoming archaic for somebody. It's like blogging, right? Somebody started in the industry and all they did was blogging. Well, then YouTube going went heavy, uh, pain in the wall, uh, that you had to be doing YouTube. And so now not too many people are consuming blogs. And now you're, I, I feel like in the next maybe five to 10 years, we're going to see a shift 
where it's either going to explode and go to like streaming services, um, the content that we're creating, um, uh, or, or is just going to be just double down on the amount of FaceTime, like vloggers, like vloggers have to be on camera. Like I, I'm a big fan of Lunkish TV. I don't know if you follow him, but he, uh, he, he even said this on, on Black Rifle Coffee's uh, uh, podcast that he's like, if I don't turn on my camera and record every single day, I actually see a decline in my audience, which is the weirdest thing in the world, right? Because you're like, wait, like the guy skips a day and you lost, uh, you know, a, a couple of hundred followers. It makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Now it got me thinking. Okay. So if Rachel Ray, Rachel Ray. The machine yeah. was behind Rachel Ray. They said, you got to cook every day. And then she said, I can't cook every day. You know how much time it takes to prep and clean? And yep. also it takes four hours to put a turkey in the oven. And so the machine said, great. You don't do anything but the talking and assembling. Okay. That's probably taking it too far because I like cutting wood and all of that sort of stuff. Okay. okay. Have you thought about having like a shop hand? So that you don't have to sand for an entire day every once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Maybe that is the machine. Maybe the machine yeah, is just a dude to yeah. run the machine. Well, well, I, I, one of the things always stands in the back of my mind. Um, in fact, this is why my deciding factor was to hire a full-time video guy because the stress of constantly doing everything. Um, I remember Ben saying, in our industry, we have to focus on uh, efficiency. Like we have to be very efficient because the end product is the video. And the, the more efficient you are to putting that video out, the, the better you'll do essentially. Um, and I think I was kind of the, uh, the front where I was like, okay, so I either hire a person like fixer upper where they'll come in and chip swings a hammer two times and then it'll be a time lapse of a guy with a hoodie just <laughs> going to town on it. Um, or I hire somebody to take away I, a camera work. So I gotta get somebody to do something, right? Cause I'm not gonna edit and camera work. And, and so um, I realized my, I don't know my my efficiency definitely did go up because now I'm realizing wow that took that took a lot faster to build now keep in mind I'm only been four videos in with this guy but my mental health for uh longevity went you know 300 fold because uh I now have a 10 till 3 shooting time you know 6 6 to 10 or 6 to 9 it's uh it's it's computer work uh you know uh 9 to 10 it's it's working out and then 10 till 3 we're, we're shooting and, and, and my guy has got to the point where he is, he's a fly on the wall. Like he has never told me, Hey, let's redo a shot or anything. It's I'm just building on my pace, which I now love because it's my first love was building, right? Not content producing. And so the machine, I guess it's, it's, it's telling me, how do I, how do I put out more? I've realized I can now squeeze out instead of two projects a month, I could squeeze in a third project a month. Yeah. Okay. So it's funny. We're like, we're experimenting on opposite sides of the same coin. So over yeah. the past two months, uh, Brett McAfee, who originally worked for Jimmy Duresta, he's an awesome dude, he's a blacksmith, uh -huh. he's a super competent maker, he's good at a lot of things. Uh, but he moved from upstate New York out to the West Coast, and so I've been hiring him a few days every week. But he's not touching the camera, he's like, if I have to do one process six times, I'll do it twice on camera and then he'll like finish the rest off camera if it needs to be. Uh-huh. Or uh, we've been working on a big project turning an old shed on my property into the new workshop for the next little while. And so there's just been a lot of like heavy lifting, hold this while mm -hmm. another guy screws it type work. Yeah. Um, dude, building, I don't know if this is true, but it's a statement I'll make. I think having two people is faster than me with twice as much time. Correct. 
hundred percent agreed. Yeah. It it, okay. it also free cool. it also free it I realized way. I realized with me also this. It's, it's whenever somebody takes over a certain job, right? Where you have to move the camera, you know, in five different angles to get a couple of cool montages going. Um, by you focusing on nothing but building, what ends up going, you realized you cut your project down by an extra four or five days. And now, like I caught myself talking to my, my, my videographer. I go, hey, Kyle, man, what if we shot like a cool new trailer with like promoting the whole like courage and sweat and and we we bought that time and so we did this whole thing we did some of these dramatic shots in the garage we went to the foothills i was running with my merch up a, a mountain where he's got a drone flying so what ended up happening is like you release a part of your brain that disposes uh creativity again right that's like so that's what sick. yeah we just did a project we just did a project where i was like hey man what if we built like because I, I i okay i was like okay I need to fill some of these sponsor slots that are supposed to be left for the end of the year. And I was like, I, I need them to be faster because the amount of uh, spots we need to fill. I was like, okay, so let's do a, a beginner build project series. Well, we'll do like a, a bed, a table, a coffee table, whatever. Stuff that I know that my channel does not get views on because it gets hidden way below. Um, and so I was like, but here's what we can do. What if we found like the single mom who works hard and we build this thing and then we surprise her that at the house, whatever. And we do this whole like reality TV show thing. Now, if I had that idea before Kyle started working with me, I would have had probably a panic attack going like, no, 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 that's way too much work. I got to put one camera and then vocal here and then that there. And how does that going to work? But when somebody takes over one job, you're like, hey, what if we do this? What if we went to the children's hospital and we built a bunch of bun uh, 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 dollhouses? I bet you if I built a dollhouse right now, it's not going to give me a views. But if I build a dollhouse and we did this whole thing, is like we surprised a hospital with 10 kids with a dollhouse, that'd be a fucking baller, right? Like, so like that's, yeah. I remember... Well, this year, WorkbenchCon was canceled, but the year prior, that was like Bob Claggett. That was his whole talk was like, don't uh -huh. be afraid to hire somebody. And worst case scenario, it doesn't work out and you just quit working together after a week or yeah. two. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to sign on to like making sure someone uh, stays alive for the next five years. You know what I'm trying to right. say? You, right. like, you don't have to commit like full time to somebody. And that was something that helped me a ton. But it's cool hearing that it's cool hearing having somebody there to film is worthwhile because I would my initial like suspicion was like, OK, first thing I want to do is get somebody to help with building because that's sort of uh -huh. the bottleneck. Uh, there's two bottlenecks. I want to build faster and I want to edit faster. Uh -huh. um, and so you still edit build, your stuff. Everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Um, but I've been OK. So I've been hanging out with Rachel Metz a little bit lately. Yeah. And she yeah. just hired an editor, too. Yeah. And videos are good. The video yeah. like. I can tell – I knew somebody started editing your stuff just because I listened to the episode you did with Ben and you yeah. had mentioned it. And so watching your content with that in mind, I yeah. can kind of see it a little bit here and there yeah. because there's yeah. things that are like uh, – yeah, but over three months, that'll disappear, right? It's just yeah, only because right. it's fresh. It's the right, same thing right. as the, it's the Peter McKinnon thing earlier. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like once yep, you bring yep. it in, people notice it, then it disappears. Yeah. Um, all that to say, though, is like watching her content, watching your content with somebody else shooting it and editing it. I don't I don't know, man. It's just really cool because I always thought that. There is like a secret sauce that the YouTube mm. creator is putting on there, mm. but our whole conversation, like our whole conversation at this point has been like none of us are really that special. So why would I oh. even think that?
you know so are you, are you, you so you were, you kind of felt like it was like a farm to table where like the person created it he edited it a certain way and then he put the product out for you to kind of consume the way it was intended to be consumed it's the casey neistat motto right yeah yeah, yeah. i uh the i remember starting in this and uh one of our friends uh he him and his wife are really established uh, wedding photographers in seattle and i remember five years ago he's telling me hey you got to get on youtube and i go no 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 dude i i love the woodworking i'm learning how to woodwork or, or carpent carpentry work whatever you want to call it i i, I want to focus on learning that skill set and it, I don't want to learn how to use a camera, you know, and editing and settings. And that was, I had to do that just in order to be in the industry. You know what I mean? Um, and, and once I finally did that for a while and I still saw how much work it took, there's no way I could put out more videos. And um, when the decision finally came to editing, that was like a slice I was taken off of me. But I, I remember specifically my daughter, so she's six months, but um, I think two months ago, I remember like, you know, when the kids wake up in the middle of the night on a regular feeding, your body naturally wakes up and then you feed them and then you go back to bed. And sometimes you just can't fall asleep because you're kind of now you have ideas going through your head. And I remember going, man, I'm stressed out. I, I can't get all these projects in. I, and, and, and it's taking so long. Now it's not even fun building because I'm stressed out. I don't like I'm supposed to be my own boss, but I don't I can't make my kids events. I, I, I don't have time to go skiing. I don't have time to go do. I like, what's the point then, right? Like if you have money, what's up? If you have money, but no freedom, what's the point? Right. Yeah. What's the point? And so, um, it got to the point where like, I was just, I couldn't fall back asleep. Cause I was like, maybe I need to hire a, a, a guy to run and gun the camera full time. And my fear was always this, um, how good are you at doing math in your head? Can you, if I was to give you like three odd numbers, can you do them? Uh, I'm yeah. Yeah. I took calculus. Okay. 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 So for me, you give me a very simple equation. Like right now, I'm in front of you. You say, what's seven plus nine? I don't know. Oh, shit. It's kind I of can't like dyslexia see with numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see them in my head. Now, if you give me if even numbers, if you say six and ten, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, or six and twelve. Cool, no problem. I just, odd numbers. But odd, odd numbers are, are the things that throw me off, but then even more so if you're in front of me. In fact, like, so, so, that stuff is weird. And I remember That's I was cool. telling Kyle, my God, well, it sucks, but, but, well, but, it's, but it's I, weird. It's I, like, I've never even heard yeah, of that before. That's yeah. Right. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of like stage frights, right? Like it's kind of like stage fright. And I remember contemplating this idea of having a guy come in. And I remember if I have a higher guy to come in and he's watching me, I can't think straight. Like I can't do my calculation of, of, okay, I'm making a drawer box and it has to be half inch for one side for the drawer slides and a half inch for the other side for drawer slide, make it smaller. Then you have it to do even smaller for the, the front and back side. It just was too many variables. And I felt like I'm, I'm performing like a spelling bee competition. Right. And, and, uh, it gave me anxiety. So people give me anxiety sometimes. Um, and so, um, what was cool is he edited for me for like six months before he started being my camera guy. So there was a level of trust that was developed. And I even get, told him this. I was like, after the second day that he started recording with me, it almost felt like he was a fly on the wall. Like I never felt like there's a camera guy. He's just walking around, got a panning shot, pan shot, close up, his cool, you know, whatever he's doing. Um, and all I had to focus is on, like, I almost got tunnel vision of just, I'm just going to build, I'm going to do what I love the most. And it's been the greatest penny. And the cool thing about it is you have a hard stop because he leaves at three. I can't do anything after three. So it's, it's a really helpful thing. Um, I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Cause I, I don't have like social anxiety. I don't say that at all. I think that's yeah. overstating it, but I'm 
very happy being by myself. That's I think I mean that's how I got into doing mm -hmm. what I'm doing. That's how I got into building things in the first place. That's how I got yeah. into making YouTube videos beyond that is like I'm cool spending a few days by myself and keeping myself busy. Um and I had that same fear about hiring somebody. Uh earlier you mentioned like whenever you became aware of me, I was working in that one shop. Uh, uh -huh. kind of like just white walls. Uh that was a metal barn in uh my buddy's place. First, the first time I moved out of my house, it was with a friend of mine. And the reason I moved in with him was because he had the metal barn that we threw all of our house parties in growing up. Uh -huh. um, he was like a few he was a few years older than I was. So like right when I hit like prime prime drinking age, um, like they were already in it. You know what I'm trying to say? And yeah, so yeah, like it was yeah. it was great. It was like of the like three or four years that like we were doing that quite a bit. Boom. It was the spot. But as we got older and like started winding down a little bit, I was like, hey. You need a roommate. I need somewhere to build. I'm very ready to get out of my parents' place. Um, mm -hmm. And I had saved up enough money to kind of do it at that point. So I took over his barn, and that's where I was building at the time. Um, but we were talking about something else that made me bring up that shop. Why did I bring mm. up that shop? Mm. Well, we were just talking about hiring somebody. Uh -huh, and uh -huh, I had uh -huh. hired a friend of mine, Caleb, the same person that opened the clothing store. Yeah. Um, in this time period where he was getting his business plan figured out to try and get all of the money secured to be able to open that store, I was hiring him two or three days a week. Um, it was kind of funny. Like at the time, I had made like a hundred something videos, and it was right when YouTube had come out with this like series editor where they were trying to be a little bit more like TV. So they basically like made playlists more beefy so that uh -huh. they would have a little bit more weight. So I started like Modern Build Season Two. I got a huh. second camera guy, production values going up, like, let's do this. And we filmed a few videos, and it was great. Over time, the clothing store thing worked out for Caleb, so we quit working together. It wasn't anything, like, it didn't work out. Um, but what I learned from that is it was great because it was, like, literally my best friend. So we uh -huh. had all the shit to talk about. There was, like... We like the same music. We enjoy the same movies. We're into the same stuff. That's why we're friends to begin with. So we have so much in common. It's like we just talk all day or yeah. be quiet, and it doesn't matter because we're already friends. Yeah. I was really nervous about bringing somebody in and having to entertain them for an entire day. That was the part oh. that was like almost more scary than um, like having somebody there and having to pay them and all of this stuff because I personally think I should have hired someone a long time ago. So the money part of it isn't really so scary. It would yeah. have been scary if I started sooner. But not, but the thing that was like hanging me up was like, I might really, really hate working with somebody. Like I, I uh -huh. might just like not enjoy it. Um, but I've had Brett out for a little while and it's been really cool. You mentioned your filmer sort of being a fly on the wall. Yeah. Brett's not like a fly on the wall. Uh, we definitely have plenty to talk about when we talk about it. But what's really cool about him is he's like a little bit better at like construction building than I am. Uh -huh. That's not like what I know a ton of. So I've been having him just like, well, what I'll do is I'll basically explain as far as I've thought into a process. So for instance, yeah. on this shed that we're turning into the shop, one of the doors was like about to fall off and the whole front wall was ready to go like in the next year or two if nobody did anything. And so yeah. like I showed him, I'm like, obviously this is a problem. We got these studs trying to tear away from the four by four posts in the corners. We got to cinch everything up. And then also once the walls are in, we've got to fit the doors. I explained to him like briefly how far I've thought about it, but I also 
haven't even figured it out for myself if I were to do it. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, I'll figure it out as I go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like a test. I just told him that and I walked away. I was working on some, uh, like I was working on a patio project. And so I was keeping myself busy, not even paying attention. And then two hours later, he comes back and it's done. And I was like, oh, shit. This is faster than I would have done it. And you didn't even ask me the questions. Right. And that was the part that was so relieving. I thought it was just going to be endless questions all day. I thought someone was yeah. going to be like, how much do you want me to say in this? How long is it? And all of these things. But with Brett in particular, shout out to Brett if he ever listens to this. Yeah. He's not that way. And it's uh, great. And I don't know if that was something that was like a little scary with you, you know, having somebody like in the shop to film. Yeah. But yeah. it's made me way more confident. Uh, like if if ever if ever I get the opportunity to have like some production money behind something and do like a yeah. big project. Yeah. Hiring a filmer or hiring an editor would be like the first thing I do now rather than oh. way down the list. So it's cool. It's, it's on the list for the new year. Like what about you? What are some things on the new year list? Well, that's funny. I was going to ask you. I was like, what, what's, what's 2021? Perfect segue. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, the segue is, like, our conversation, it yeah. led up to it perfectly. It's like, I've been, this conversation has been a light bulb moment for me. But, like, oh, cool. our peers edit, yeah. Yeah, hiring these people. Yeah. You know, listen, I... I need to do it. If they're doing it, I got to do it. Well, listen, but, but I mean, do you, do you ever, but do you ever feel like, 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 do you stress out? I mean, that's my, cause yeah. you're always smiling. Do you stress oh, out? I'm super stressed. <laughs> but you're not losing your hair, dude. Your hair is like a full, full head of like a mane, dude. <laughs> For now, man. For now. We'll see. I don't think it's going to last forever. Are, I, are uh, you sing? Are you I'm single? Already or are taking you sing? keeps. I'm, I'm are, single you're single. Okay. So are you, are, are you, what's, what's, what's the future look like for you? Are you, are you envisioning a family and a lady or are you in, or a or fella? I don't know. Uh, but, or <laughs> yeah, definitely not a fella. Um, okay. dude, it's weird. Um, whenever I was 18, 19, I yeah. literally had this like plan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how people I'm like, I'm going to be 25, yeah. find the girl. Yeah. probably knock her up in the next 18 months <laughs> and get married in that same time period. You know what I'm mm -hmm, trying to say? Mm -hmm. It'd be like, perfect. Yeah. Well, now I am 25. And uh -huh. so this is the, like, this would have been the year. And yeah. I dated a girl this year and it went yeah. really well. We dated, I dated her longer than I'd ever dated anyone else. Learned a lot about what it took to sort of like make two lives co-mingle to the level yeah. that it was. Yeah. And like compromise and just eat shit on things where you really don't think you should be eating shit, but it's like, yeah. it's okay. Cause I'm trying to keep the waters calm here. You know, all yeah. of the, yeah. all the relationships that I really had been avoiding for a lot of my life, I kind of got into this year and realized not quite yet. So uh, maybe okay. 29, maybe 29, yeah. maybe 30, pop a kid or two out. I want two kids. Yeah. I know I would yeah, like, yeah, I would love yeah. to have two sons. Like Yo. if I had two sons, bro, put, put a fork in me i'm good dude dude one of the best advice i'll give you from somebody uh with, on with, how to with, have with, sons i have sons yeah yeah well you gotta do doggy style it's like first and foremost like it's science really like i mean it's going lateral right that's the whole idea they're shooting laterally you know so um no dude the best i i remember and we won't get into too much of a relationship advice but like i remember uh i i dated a girl uh and i was I, maybe i was like 19 at the time and my dad's like like we fought so much because like you said, I ate, you eat shit on one thing and you don't on the other. And, uh, I remember my dad going like, you guys are dating and you guys are fighting so much. Like what's going to happen the rest of your life kind of thing. And then long, long story short, I didn't date anybody for a while. And then I, that's where I met Irina. 
uh, we've been married for almost nine years. I can count probably on three fingers how many times we fought, right? And there weren't fighting. There weren't, it's more of like one of them was me telling her she needs to start something big because she's way too talented. You know what I mean? And, and then the other two things of, or something's dumb. But what I'm saying is with it is like the, I, we were actually talking about this in the car a couple of days ago um, about our, our sons. And I was like, cause one boy like is like, you could see he wants to like be a scientist and a rocket scientist and put pizza on the moon kind of thing. Right. I already know. I already know he's not going to go to college and that's okay. Right. Because I didn't have the smarts myself, but then my other son, my oldest boy, he like never feels challenged in school, but he like destroys it on Fortnite. Like he's like, his goal is to be like a gamer. Right. And I remember my wife and I talking about like, like I, I didn't have a great upbringing with my dad and stuff like that. And, uh, and she's like, how are you doing this with them? And so I realized them was like the, 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 if you want to make somebody thirsty for hard work, have them marry somebody in life who makes them want to impress them constantly. Like, like I guarantee you if my boys married, like they have all these dreams and they're young and whatever. I bet you if they married somebody who is just dramatic and they're constantly having to eat shit and want stuff and whatever, then their brain is going to be consumed with that drama and it's going to destroy that creativity or the ability or desire to reach for the moon. They're going to be like, if Irene and I got divorced right now, like I bet you I'd be constantly looking at my phone of like, you know, like bitterness back and forth and my productivity, my efficiency, my creativity, it's all going to be going down the drain. You know what I mean? So you, you got to meet somebody who like makes you excited about like wanting to tell him like, yo, you, you watch what I did. You know what I mean? Like that's dude. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that happens. Yeah. So the relationship that I was in, man, I I'm sure if you looked at my, like my video output, you could see like the two months where it was like, Hey, he broke up at, they broke up in that window. Cause it was like, oh, I was putting wow. out, it was like months of scraping to get that second video out instead wow. of like scraping and maybe getting a third. Yeah, um, and that sucks because oh, yeah. I know I know anybody that's in this like as deep as we are when you're single yeah. like until you marry somebody whatever you're on is the thing that's number one in life like it's never yep. the relationship until it is yep. mm -hmm. um, and so dude that it was just a bad feeling having yeah. uh, having Having guilt going both directions, like ah, I'm feeling guilty because I'm not being as attentive of a boyfriend as I need to be, or as this sure. girl wants me to be, or that yeah. I want to be for her. You know what I'm trying to say? Like I yeah. want to be a good yeah. friend. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, I want to be a good boyfriend. I don't want to come home and be like, oh, okay, you're back an hour and a half later than you thought you would be. I'm like, I know. Yeah. Well, it got you know, I come back when the yeah. sun goes down, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, you know, I didn't want to feel bad in that direction. But to alleviate that guilt, now I need to start feeling guilty because I'm taking time away from the business that I've been dedicated yeah. to for much longer. Um, yeah. And so over time, man, I hope what you're describing happens. I just meet a yeah. chick where it's like, I don't know yeah. what it is. I can't yeah. like get her out of my head. And yeah. just like kind of forces you to want to be really cool to impress her, yeah. basically. I, it, is that I like the idea? You just want to be yeah. cool to impress her. Yeah, I think I think that's a kicker because it, when when you when when you truly because I, I get your personality you're 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 the personality that's very easygoing and 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 so I I think with that it's like if if your communication language is humor and you meet somebody who's humor 
and then and then you're they see where you came from and where you are now you want and they're impressed by it you want nothing but to constantly impress them you know what i mean not that you're trying to create the sugar mommy but like irene always tells me this she's like like honestly she's like my biggest fan and nothing makes me work harder than that when she's like like i was like hey so the last YouTube check that was deposited, you know what I mean? And she, and, and that's me because I know we used to make twelve hundred bucks a month between me and two and a kid, you know. So, so that's how um, you get like real power couple dynamics. Yeah, yeah, but but you know it also evolved into a thing because it because I'm not saying go meet somebody who wants to be like, oh wow, Mike, is that really? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, but you also want to meet somebody who's like in the trenches with you, where like they're working on their hustle, right? Where they so like there's days where like I'll put in all my work. And then she's working late, so I'm making dinner for the boys and going to all their jujitsu classes. And then she comes home, and instead of me being bitter, I go, "Good on you," because I know what that feels like. We're both in the trenches, and we'll we'll both kind of cheer each other a drink, and be like, you know, work hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, so because you're also not like fake lifting each up, nah. each other up either. Because it's like that thing where if you're both doing dope things. Then, yeah. And you can also be free with your criticisms or not, yeah. not criticisms, but you, you are free to be like, oh, this isn't the most cool thing in the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you know that your partner is capable of really cool things and your partner knows that you likewise are really capable, then when things are like 50% there, like yeah. the person can know it and call you out on it and you yeah. can respect it because you know that they're also putting in that same kind of effort. A hundred percent. It's not like, it's not a YouTube comment where it's like, you should. And you're like, you it's like a, you should in real life, you know? Yeah. 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 The other way around. So, okay. So, so, let me hit you. Let me hit you with this. Okay. So what is one thing that like of an idea of, 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 of a project? I'm not saying like a, you know, you know, coffee, but like, what's the biggest thing you're like, if I could, like, that is one thing that I want to accomplish, like, in the space. Like, do you have one that's, like, crazy out of this world? Um, No, but there's, well, maybe. Okay. So to you, at least crazy. Yeah. I, I have I have a viral gimmick that I haven't done. It was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want to hear. The viral gimmick. Yeah, yeah, the viral gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's perfect. Because for anyone that's ever listened to my podcast, Modern Maker Podcast, yep. we've gone on a few rants of, like, river tables. Like okay. there was a time in 2019 and 2020 where we just hit peak river tables. Everyone was building them and they all started to sort of look the same. Like the, mm -hmm. the sort of like cool factor went away because it became really normal. And I feel like if you just made an actual river table, you got oh. a golden video. So it's like, it would be oh. like making a terrarium table with yeah. a river flowing through it. Yep, like a pump and a water feature coming across. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then Dude. if you, and then then if that goes viral, you can have yeah. like version two with an actual yeah. waterfall edge oh, and have a yeah. waterfall go down the leg. That was on my list for 2020. Now that now that we're having this conversation, I need to make sure it's a priority. Hey, project one in the new year. That needs to be that. That sounds so freaking cool. Because it's like the title is good too. It's like building an actual, actual river table. Yep. Yep. You know, dude, you, you absolutely. absolutely All right, I'll do it. I'll do, do that. that. Oh, 100%. Okay. okay so, I appreciate so go, it. Yeah. So going back to you said, what's what's my plan for 2021? Okay. So um, do you ever, so my kids watch a lot of these science-y uh, YouTube accounts. Like that are making Rogan, million, something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's an account called uh, King of Random. You know oh, that one? I know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he passed so, he died so, making one of his videos. Did you hear this? Yeah. Paragliding. Holy crap. He was paragliding and had an accident and that's he died. 
but this is where th this is where I wanted to kind of lead up to. Uh, that's what's kind of my insp inspiration behind it. So uh, one of my buddies, before I even knew who that guy was, uh, one of my buddies, he's a realtor, and he was telling me about like scaling YouTube and all this stuff. And he goes, "Yeah, there's this guy, Mike Ro you know, not Mike Roper, what's the, the king of random? Uh, he he uh, he scaled his YouTube channel in a way. He got editors and all this stuff where when he died, nothing changed. They came, two people came." To, like a younger guy and a, and a younger girl, they're probably in their like mid mid twenties to uh, early thirties. Like it just it and was a show that got new hosts, new hosts. And I was like, Whoa. that that is next level production where you you scaled it in a way which I I almost kind of see um uh, Bob Claggett doing this because I remember I think it was last year around this time of year he he shared some of the people on his team and he's got like a creative director he's got a an editor and a creative editor he's got like 10 people or or eight people working for him and I was like that's next level things where like if you can scale it to the degree where god forbid something happens to both your arms or a leg or your life this thing continues to to do its thing yeah that's really crazy to like build it to where you're not even integral like you're yeah. not even the key component anymore no, no, you're wow. just another Comedy Central. But so no, that's could, my... not not that I could see Bob Claggett having a terrible hang gliding accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but could if totally did. see Bob walking away in like oh, six 100%. years and being like, "Hey guys, guess what? I'm washing my hands. You'll yes. see me every once in a yes. while when he feels like doing something crazy." But in terms of like having a guy to come in and film yep. the regular episodes, I could totally yep. see someone coming in and doing that. I want to be one day a network, uh, a YouTube network, because I'll see these like I get again stand-up comedians, right? We'll take we'll take a lesson from them. There's a uh, I'm sorry if this is beeping. I don't know how to silence that. Um, uh, uh, your mom's house, you know that that that. Okay, so so Tom Seg Tom Segura, Christina Pashisky, prime example. The the channel is called Your Mom's House. That's their podcast. Oh, together. but their studios do everything, bro. Everything they do. Yes. they do so many. They do they, uh, the Roach Motel. Yeah, Go they have it. the doctor whatever on there. They have, you know, Two Bears, one cave. Like, yes, you now have the TV production company where it's like, so that's my, my goal one day, scale into a way where it's like, I, 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 could, I could be basically a platform, that a network for, for other stuff production. So you need to come to the West Coast and we need yep. to make the mega shop. The mega shop, the ultra shop, the oh yeah, the mega shot. It's well, Maker Ranch. Well, Maker Ranch is already a prime name for it, right? It was. I mean, okay, so Maker Ranch is like uh, you ever watch Silicon Valley? Mm -hmm. It's like Love the it. incubator. It's yeah, the incubator. incubator. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's the house yeah, yeah. that everybody's in when they're making the show. Yeah. Maker Ranch 2.0. I think Ben is. I think his plan is to build that over the next year, yeah. and it'll have a big workshop space on it. Um. But I feel like we need the Rob Deerdeck Fantasy Factory. 100%. Fantasy Factory. Yeah. Where it's like just gigantic. Like like when I remember watching Mythbusters as a kid. And Mythbusters was a cool show. But was what was the most interesting part? I was like, they got an entire Home Depot inside their shop. They don't have to leave yep. for the most random things. It doesn't matter uh -huh. if it's like a normal-ass screw or like the craziest like machine thread thing, you know what uh -huh. I mean? Like it could be anything, and they've got it there. That's it's an aisle I six, think, yeah. That yeah. is that's yeah. that's where it's at. And it would yeah. be even crazier if you were like sharing the space with other people that were creative, but you did it on, you you did it like a, like a layer cake, you know what I mean? We're sharing the space, we're sharing a lot of the tools, we're sharing the yeah. unique items that we're able to get collectively, but we can also share like resources like shop assistants yeah nope yep. like one person doesn't want a shop assistant 
before people could split a shop assistant. You know what yeah. I mean? That sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Building out the podcast studios in the space and like okay. just having having it full all the time and yeah. being able to hire a producer that manages six podcasts. Yeah. The thing is, is like Joe Rogan can't do his stuff without Jamie, you 100%. know? Yeah. Uh, and so, but I can't hire a Jamie because our show doesn't get millions of plays. You yeah. know what I mean? But we're, right. we're a fraction of the size. Great. That just means there needs to be more of us involved. But if more of us are involved, then we can reach, you know, a, a, not as many people because that's just entertainment. But we can we, yeah. we can do the same thing for our genre. A hundred percent. So what is so, OK? So 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 hit me. So hit me. What? Twenty twenty one. What are you what are, what are you going to go both? Double? I mean, we already know we're going to make your river table real life river table. And then is there new is there new new approaches you're going to take for twenty twenty one? OK, so I will answer the question with a two parter. My big uh -huh. learn from 2020 was series, like turning things into a, well, turning it into a TV show, like a season, right? Okay, yeah. So my, my big project for this past year was doing uh, a school bus tiny house. I got like a 40-foot school bus and turned it into a little tiny house on wheels. It was a fun series. I think I got Incredible. six episodes out of it. And yeah. that was the first time I had done anything other than, I think I did one part one, part two video. Okay. But that was it. I had never split up an idea across multiple videos before. And it was silly of me not to have done it sooner. Um, otherwise, I would have had one video that did a few million views. But I still had that first video that did a few million views. But then it was like the next one did. Like the first one did three or four million. Then the next one did like two or three. Then the next one wow. did one or two. And so there was like wow. four or five videos in a row. Uh, similar to like uh, probably around your bathroom. I know the bathroom had to have done the same thing. All yeah, those videos. I did, yeah, I did a five part thing. Yeah, yeah, I did a Ooh. five part thing. Whenever you cluster like that, all the videos just feed each other. So if yeah. like it doesn't matter if someone comes in and they see me build out the kitchen in the tiny house. Well, they're gonna start back on episode one. It seems like yeah. the most silly thing, but yeah. if you just look at any of the on demand platforms, if you find a show, you start on episode one. So yeah. if we have the machine behind us. Yeah. That's probably what they're saying is like, hey, yeah. get a little bit more life out of these things. Make yeah. it into a series. And so, um, yeah, the second half of this year, I bought a house in Joshua Tree. It's on five acres. And it was built in 1958. It's got a lot wow. of updating to do. Yeah. And it's basically going to be my full year. You know what I mean? Like aside That's from like side projects here and there, like I don't have to. I don't have to like sit down and be like, oh, what's a cool YouTube idea? Everything is just like blinders. Whatever is in front of me is sort of what I'm tackling next. Um, and the big, the big 2021 thing is, man, let's just talk it out. Maybe, maybe you have a good idea. Uh, should I make it a thing where it's just standalone modern builds episodes or should I brand it as a show? Like my first flip or like it's flipping up. Flipping crazy. You're flipping crazy. <laughs> flipping crazy with Mike Montgomery. <laughs> if the machine is behind us, yeah, you know, yeah, they're telling yeah. us, you got to brand it. You got to brand it. But maybe yeah. I've already branded it as Modern Builds. That's all it needs to be. So so, so if we're thinking about this out loud, one thing I started doing differently with my – so I started also hiring out a guy that does my thumbnails too because I – you could sit in front of a thing at a computer trying to figure out, you know, all these – for hours and you can have somebody just pay him a flat rate. Um 
And what I really started noticing is like going away from, I'm not really writing anymore, you know, how to make a dining room table or a DIY dining room table. Uh, I'll just write, I'm building a dining room table. And so that idea is like, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I'm the, the person that they're trying to go on this adventure with, like Demolition Ranch, right? I don't think anybody cares what his guns are gonna do. I think they'd be like, I just wanna see the stuff that this guy is getting into. And I think you should do the same. I mean, for God's sakes, I saw an avatar made of you, like on Ben Ueda's, like somebody created a uh, caricature. And yeah. You guys look so badass. You guys look so badass on it. Hell yeah. But, but, but I think it'd be such a shame for you not to be the front and center person behind flipping my house or, you know what I mean? Part one, part two, like you just got to do that, man. It's silly not to. Okay. So I think, all right. So as we're talking, you're right. I agree with you. Um, like I need to be a little bit selfish in that sense of being like, okay, I got to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm the lead actor here. Right. I got to make sure how, it's my how show. How entertaining would it be? Like you'll do goofy stuff. Like you'll, you'll, you'll kick a board or whatever, but like you have, you, cause from my experience of being around you, you're a very much animated character. That is like one of the sweetest people I know. So it's like, you put that on a camera it's like the greatest thing ever. You know what I mean? You say so, yeah. But it's like uh, it's the imposter syndrome thing, right? Like, okay. uh, you, you know the one channel like Munchies, I think. Um, it's like a food channel on YouTube. Yeah. I think it's called Munchies. All of their stuff is personality driven, but they're uh -huh. very good at clickbaiting their titles and getting good uh -huh. thumbnails. And so it's just it's what you would expect. You know, it's a clickbait video, but when you watch it, a lot of people really like the people's personalities. I hear yeah. it all the time. And the people that are fans of like munchies, they view it as a network. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah I watch Brad. And then I also watch, you know, the other chick that does her show on there and all this <laughs> stuff. Like it's a whole thing. Like people are yeah. really like into munchies, right? Uh -huh. Maybe there is something there. I like it. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to call it a show, though. Maybe flipping awesome. Uh, yeah. First yeah. time flip. Yeah. First flip. Yeah, but then yeah. I can kind of intro it similar to how – so, you know, my normal intro is like, what's up? I'm Mike Montgomery. Today we're going to yeah. build this desk on Modern yeah. Builds. Yeah. But it could kind of be something similar where it's like, what's up? Yeah. It's still Mike. But yeah. uh, <laughs> today we're renovating the kitchen on Mike's first flip. You know what I say you do? You know what I say you do? I say screw it. I say because you've – I mean – I'm nobody to tell you or give you advice because you're like, what, two million deep on no, YouTube? I, no, <laughs> right? but that's the reason. No, we were talking earlier about like Thanksgiving. Yeah. You remember yeah. when we were talking about Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. like, bro, there was a reason you and Ben Paik were there. It's like yeah. of everybody that has a seat at the table in y'all's generation, it's y'all too. Y'all yeah. are the leading the charge of the people that are <laughs> in your wave. You know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah. So yeah, your yeah, opinion yeah. is a million percent. Yeah. Your your I, your opinion is we have the same yeah. level of opinion. Yeah. we're here. Well, I appreciate. Well, I appreciate you saying that. So here's what I say: you the direction to go with. So uh, do you listen to any country music? A little bit. I'm familiar. So there's a so so I don't know if you follow a lot of Demolition Ranch and all those guys, but there's a, a, a an artist, a Granger Smith. I don't know if you ever heard of Granger Smith. No. So Granger Smith, younger guy like us, he just has a, an older name like that. But he's in with like Demo Ranch and all those guys. And so he's not touring. So he did what Schultz did. He started adapting to YouTube as a music artist, right? So he created an alter ego. So go look up Granger Smith and Earl Dibbles. And I'll send you a link. He created a redneck persona on, on the thing. That's him just dressed up as this redneck. 
and it's so it's so what you could do is if you're gonna do a series create an alter ego like an alter ego like like so you'll have like a mike montgomery making a coffee table out of legos or, or concrete or whatever and then you'll have like uh you know uh uh, Mikey M, you know, you know, from, from, uh, OKC, you know what I mean? And overalls doing this entire helm flip. And that'd be so much fun to do. And it's me coming back in with like my little bit redneck twang that I've gotten yeah. rid of. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I start saying sh things like this yeah. instead. You, you have to pick up dipping, you know, so you'll be doing yeah. a lot of this on camera. Dude, Malecki does that, right? Malecki knows what's up. Yeah. He so and and here's a prime example. I I don't I don't I don't really have time to watch a lot of people in our space, but he's one of the people that I make an effort to do because I remember when he started, he did exactly what we all did is like he put a camera in front of himself and go, "Hey, today I'm going to show you we're going to do how to make uh, a welded table or whatever, right?" And then he saw like, "No, no, I'm going to take my own personality approach." And then he just went like his own theater act and it was explosive for him. You know what I mean? And I truly go and watch his stuff because of that entertainment factor. Cause I was like, you're doing stuff that nobody in our space is doing. Yeah. No one I, else is bringing it like him. Yeah. No. And here I am looking at the stuff that people are doing in different spaces, the same stuff, but like we get to be the front row seats of doing it. And it's just so much fun to, to watch and do. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So we'll tell you. Okay. So okay. for me, 2021, it's the house renovation It's yeah. turning. Yeah. It's, it's turning all of these, tv emails into watch this if you want to buy it yeah. cool you know what yeah. i'm trying to say yeah. basically yeah. it's the schultz thing it's just like it's package it myself and if they yeah. want to buy the next one they can have it otherwise i'm gonna just put it on youtube and be happy that's the way to do it dude that's the way to do it so what about you what's the what's big what, yeah yeah so 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 we're done with this house and um we're looking at three acres of land right now uh, and we're, we, we, we were, so the, the missus wants a brand new construction build and, and I'm, I've been nervous about it because I've seen what some people did in our space with a brand new construction build and it didn't look like it popped off. Um, so, so, but I, I, I do remember Ben mentioning to me one time saying, you're going to be in the space for a long time. So you better experiment with things, right? Don't be afraid to experiment with them. And then I remember specifically like one brand reached out to me about like a, a door insert, right? Like a glass door insert, taking a regular door and you make an insert. And I saw all these creators in that space who did videos, they didn't pop off as much as like, like I thought they would. And then I was like, fine, I'll just take and do this deal for the money and that's it. I'll take an L on views. And because of the approach that I took on it, it popped off. I mean, it hit 500K in like a month, right? Like for, and so, I started kind of believing more of like experiment and seeing maybe by your personality being on camera, you might capture the views. Maybe if you talk to the builders and say, I'm going to handle this one room. So whatever. Um, but, but, uh, regardless, um, sounds like that's going to be a little kibosh on it for now. Uh, just for the sake of land that we want to get, we're definitely getting another flip house in the next, uh, couple months. I guess the spring is going to be where we're going to be trying to settle on, on a piece of crap house. Um, Hopefully, just like you, it's, it's going to pack out, uh, you know, a, a year's worth of content. Um, I want to do big projects like I want to dig out my own pool and pour it in. You know, um, I, I have one goal in life where one day I do want to build a house with no help at all from anybody. Uh, I'm talking about pouring footings and I'm not talking about mini house. Like I want a, a decent 1300 square foot home. Um, but I've always had this one specific dream where it's like, building a house by hand capturing footage of like disappointment and tears and frustration on camera and exhaustion and then giving away that house to somebody 
And then at that point, I'd like to wrap it into a uh, some kind of uh, you know bundle thing to sell or whatever. So that's, that's amazing. That's like. Yeah. Well, kind of like we're going back to is like I you know you, guys like you and I like we'll be like I could totally do that, and then we get into it. We're like, what the freak was I thinking? Yeah. But it's like just just having the wing it mentality is important. That would be a project though. That's like where you put a cherry on top of the career, and you're like, okay, yeah. now I can ride off into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> you can ride off like yeah. Earl Dibbles into the sunset. <laughs> I'll send you this thing. Like you, you gotta do that. You gotta do that, dude. You honestly have to create this alter ego. As a person like you, as I love, by the way, when I was doing my, I crepe, like it. It's good. When I was Say doing what? my crepe. When I was doing my crepe flip stuff, I loved your submission to your crepe flip. You got this cowboy hat on. You showed the bloopers. You showed everything. And that was the best part. Like the bloopers and stuff were like. I know, right, man. Mike. It's funny. It's like all that all that personality stuff is easy to like just put aside. But I, this conversation has been like a really good refresher because okay. it's what I like about your content. Like okay. I obviously really like the things that you build. But um not to say what you're doing is working but it's the thing that keeps me watching like eight out of ten of your videos instead of like one or two you know what i'm trying to say that. and it's yeah, a yeah, similar yeah. same and it's the yeah. same thing with like maleki it's like you know uh after a while i'm probably not going to watch all of the anti-gravity videos that he's doing <laughs> yeah and yeah. he's fine because he's pumping out bangers so he knows yeah. what he's doing i'm not giving yeah. him any shit yeah. but yeah. What, as soon as like it's a unique thing from John, I'm a hundred percent in because of how much I like John, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. Once yeah. again, I guess none of us are special, or we're all special. I don't know how it works, but you know, if it's like if that's what I'm appreciating out of yeah. these guys, I need to make sure and, and yeah. uh, take a note. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not special, but we all definitely have an extra chromosome. That's what we all have. Boom. <laughs> we'll take it. Anything <laughs> we can get, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, like, Mike, an uh, extra chromosome sounds like a good thing. But yeah, let's close it out. All right, listen, man, this has been by far the longest, but yet the fastest podcast I have ever done on the show. So this has been awesome. You you, you are one of the best people to be around, and I appreciate you. So the way we end the show, and the editor, he's going to cut it to have the show open up with this. Say your name. Say, I'm uh, Mike Montgomery from Modern Builds. Um, and, uh, well, first of all, tell people everywhere they, they can find your stuff. Okay, right now? Yeah, go for it. Awesome. I appreciate you having me on big time. You can find me at Modern Builds on anything. I would just say Google it. Instagram, yeah. YouTube, I'm everywhere. 100%. And then, okay, so so uh, so cut this to be the intro of the show. You'll say, hi, I'm Mike Montgomery, and then use an adjective to describe the type of neighbor you'd be. So you say, hey, I'm Mike from uh, Modern Builds, uh, and and uh, I would be a blank kind of next door neighbor. I have a neighbor, right? So like my neighbor hates <laughs> me because I keep trying to hire him to work on his tractor. But he's like, bro, I don't work on <laughs> He's like, he bought a tractor and he's like, no, I have the tractor so I, I can use it. I'm like, no, but I need to hire you on the tractor. And he just like, <laughs> so I'm going to be the neighbor that always tries to hire you for shit. Okay. So, so <laughs> throw, throw, that, throw that in All the right. intro. Okay. <clears throat> How's it going, everybody? My name's Mike Montgomery from Modern Builds. I'm happy to be on the show. And the type of neighbor I would be, uh, well, the type of neighbor I am, actually, I have one is the type of neighbor that's just trying to hire my neighbor for everything. I got a neighbor with a tractor and I just keep trying to get him to do excavation work or to grade my backyard. I've tried four times. He keeps <laughs> refusing, but I guess that's the type of neighbor I am. <laughs> and I have to live with it. <laughs> Mike, that was the longest intro we've ever had. I well, love it. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. We're going to keep it in there. We're going to keep it okay, in cool. there. All right, bro. I appreciate you coming on the show, man.
<laughs> hey, I appreciate night, it brother. big appreciate time it. too. I'm right, I'm a huge fan, so I oh, was yeah. I'm honored to be on the uh, I'm uh, to, to be one of the first ten guests. Oh, cool. I love it. I love it. All right, brother. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>